Hello, everybody, and welcome to B Stories, Series 2 of the Unaware Podcast by B Physiology, where we get to sit down with some of our favorite people, clients, and role models, those who have built our awareness by sharing their stories and their journeys. We are two exercise physiologists who work every day with people living with a disability, helping them to achieve healthier and happier lives. We are coming to these discussions as professionals and friends, wanting to learn more about the lives of the people that we work with. So sit back and enjoy this episode of B Stories, where we get to chat with lovable larrikin Mick and hear more about his journey before and after suffering a spinal cord injury. Mick, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you on. First things first, mate, what is the name of your autobiography? Okay, let's start again. That's the name. No, <laughs> right, gotcha, yeah. I was like, we can't do that, Mick. <laughs> nice, okay, let's Wait, start again. Okay. That's let's start again. How did you get to that? Uh, just basically a lot of times in my life I've had to restart everything again. Uh, you know, divorces and, and all sorts of things. Uh, mm. My mum was a single mum and she had to move around a lot, so it was always new school, start again, new friends, you know, that sort of thing. So, right. So I got quite used to starting all over again, right, you know, right, right, losing right. a job, being in a bed sit, you know. And yeah. Starting again, that sort of thing. So, um, when I when I when I got first got divorced, I had a PlayStation and four plastic bags for the clothes. <laughs> but, um, well, at least you got the important. That's thing, another though. story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. It's 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 such an interesting thing to think about trying to put your life in a few words. Yeah, and that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think it is. Okay, okay, let's it, was a, it was a good deep question, I think, but that, that's uh, yeah, that's what I could come up with. You know. Yeah, awesome, fantastic. Give us a little bit of background about your life, say leading up to your SEI. Okay, um, well, me and my partner Christine, um, we were working really, really hard to try and pay our mortgage off. Our goal was within ten years to pay the mortgage off. Mm. Uh, we had nothing in super, etc. You know, so um, we were working really hard with that, and everything was going really, really well. Um, up until the point where uh, one day my wife, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, which was you know quite quite difficult. Um, yeah. She had operations, um, had to have a couple. Um, the first one they didn't get it, you know, so it was right. quite a quite a trying time. Uh, my father-in-law was diagnosed with liver cancer, um, and then a few weeks later I, I had my accident. Jeez. So it was um, a bit of a <laughs> run, a really hard time. Yeah, a really yeah. hard time, and it was mostly for Christine really because. Um, yeah. I mean, she's a Trojan. She was uh, having chemo. Um, she was work, doing, working full-time still. And on the way home from, from work, she was calling in at PA hospital mm. and visiting her dad and then visiting me as well. Oh. One go. Um, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really, really, really difficult time. Um, the, the injury that I had, I ended up um, with amnesia because I'd bleeding on the brain. Right. And my last memory before the accident was um, actually with Christine in the bathroom laughing her heads off. I got a pair of shears and I was shaving her head, but I give her a big Mohican, you know. <laughs> and I, I remembered us both just literally giggling and laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, next thing, I woke up in hospital like this, you know. How long before the injury was that memory? Um, I think, um, I think I'd, I guess about, about a week, week before, maybe a, f- a, few, a little bit longer. Um, wow. But that's the last memory I had. And the next thing, I woke up in hospital um, and... You know, I'd, I'd never spent a night in hospital only once, I think, in my entire life. I'm 52 years old. Yeah. And, and that was for um, a hernia, which I had at work. Yep. So I had to go in. It was nothing big, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I, you know, what I 
basically sat up and I thought, what am I doing here? I had no idea. And then I looked down the end of the bed and there was a, a letter from the nurses saying, Mick, you're in PA hospital, blah, blah, blah. What I didn't know was uh, I was, I'd been in a coma and I was coming out of a coma, asking questions and then going to sleep again. And then it was like Groundhog Day. You know, they'd call the nurses, I can't feel my legs. Yeah, yeah, you've had this and that, you know. So it was... Um, is that repeating thing it again? It was, yeah. I yeah. didn't know this, but um, yeah. I remembered waking up one day and I remember everything from that one day I woke up. It's like my life started again, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, they called, they called um, Christine, she came in and, you know, like, why have you got that hat on? You know, like, I just didn't realise yes. you didn't. Yeah, gotcha. So it was it a was, um, very trying time. You yes. Know, and it was really hard. We eventually lost Christine's dad, which was, you know, really sad. And, um, yeah, it was a lot to deal with at the time, you know. But it was also trying to look forward and see how, what we can do, you know, how are we going to get out of this, you know. And it is the, the whole thing of um, how did this happen? Mm. And uh, I have no idea. I just, you know, but someone found me um, at the bottom of ladders with a, with a harness on. Um, and I think it was probably, um, as the investigator said, when you was transferring off the ladder onto the roof, this is what's called a strop line, where you hook onto. So if you slip, you're still hooked on. Um, but what it was, they, they actually said the ladders were too short. Um, and it was big metre and a half eaves. So what, what I think happened, this is money and guessing because I don't know, yeah. but the, the ladder had dropped and because it dropped it went under the, the thing and I smacked my head as I went and knocked myself out. And um, I, I mean, this is only, this is only uh, me well, guessing. Like yeah, no actually, yeah, yeah. But then um, time went on um, and the guy on the roof shouted out to the, the other maintenance guy, where's Mick? He's been ages, you know. Um, so he came over to, to, to the bottom of the ladders and found me um, and then got the RN on site and she started doing CPR because I was is it hypoxic when you're not breathing and I was blue so she, she was doing um, CPR while the paramedic got there and the paramedic took over from there mm. but um, they have no idea how long you were out for like no, well this is the thing they don't know they don't know how long well, but when they found me I wasn't breathing so mm. um, the, the worry was, Gee. when I come round, am I going to have brain damage because yeah. of the yeah. lack of oxygen? So There's that's another a thing. Clock on that. Yeah. You know? So there's somebody said, "Where's Mick? He's been taking a little while." Yeah. The guy, on the, the guy on the roof shouted out, "Where's Mick? What's he?" Because I went down to get. Uh, I forgot the two little. They're like a. It's like a little ball and a tracer that you hook onto the line, and yep. you, you can walk along and you're hooked on. So gotcha. if you do slip or whatever, you're hooked on still. Mm. Um, so I think. I went back to get those um, because I, I, I said to the lady at the desk, these are bloody 650 bucks each, you know, and you can't find them, you know. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, it was um, just one of them <laughs> things. Really, but I was going to say, it's like uh, pretty lucky that your co-worker is a bit of a hard ass because yeah. if he had waited like another four minutes to yeah. be like, where's yeah, Mick, yeah, what's yeah, he well, doing? That, that's a, a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and that was why for Christine, they said to her, we, we can't, we don't know until he wakes up, until he comes out of the coma, if he's got brain damage or not. So. Yep. Um, it turns out I have only a little bit. I mean, I don't notice it, but but my wife Christine, she noticed it straight away. Gotcha. Um, but it's more more things like memory and mm. um, you know just getting you stuck mid sentence, just mm. like the curtains come down. You think, uh, and you forget what you're saying. Right. You know, it's the really, curtains come down. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. So, that's um, that amnesia that you talk about when you're coming out of the injury. Yeah, is that, that's pretty common. As in, like when someone's had a pretty traumatic um, injury, they well, say that it's hard to. The, the actual uh, when when I smacked my head, they said that I'd been bleed. My brain had actually been bleeding. So, so you definitely um, had a head injury. Yes, definitely had a head injury. The spinal um, injury. Yeah. So, the, so the list list of it was um, when I was when I woke up, they explained it to me. Uh, so bleeding on the brain, and I also had a torn aorta, my heart. Um, Jeez, that's, that's yeah, the I, trifecta. No idea. Though. Um, broken scapula, um, bilateral broken ribs and bilateral punctured lungs, um, and uh, broken T9 and T10. But um, 
a partially severed spinal cord from T7 complete. So from T7, I've got nothing down from there. Yep. Um, and mostly because of that uh, severed spinal cord. And as to date, there's nothing really they can do for that. They are working on it. Yeah. But at the moment, they're going to talk about that, that idea of plugging into your brain and then plugging in past the brakes sort yes. of thing. But it's still yeah. experimental, isn't it? At the moment? Yeah, the cranial implants. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, exciting times. Yeah. But who knows? Do you feel like you have any lingering effects from your like memory and stuff from the, the brain yeah. injury? Yeah. It's something yeah. that's still kind yeah, of with really, you? Really difficult. Um, ultra short term memory. You know, like, like uh, you do something and then you walk away and you go, did I do that? And people go, yeah, but that's just age. But you go, no, I wasn't that bad. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm only 57. But no, it's, um, yeah, so it, okay. very, very short-term memory and mostly getting stuck mid-sentence because I can't think of a word, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. So, yeah, like, yeah. And it's like you can't get any further until you get that word. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're looking for the word. That's it. And yeah. it's just not coming. That's it. The curtain's come down until yes. I find that word. It's not going to open again, you know. Just bow out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite embarrassing, you know. It can be oh, quite embarrassing. Sure, yeah. But, um, yeah. Just one of them things, really, you know. Yeah. yeah. I can't blame my brain on anything now. No. Yep, it's just a bad brain. Yeah. <laughs> Poor. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not that quick. Can't blame that in the eye order. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, how long were you in the hospital for? Uh... I think it was four months in total, um, which going back to what I said before, one night was the only time I ever spent in hospital. To me, it was um, when they said, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to get out of here. We're going to move you from here down to the uh, spinal cord injury unit. You know, how long for? Oh, an- another three months. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> so wow. they say, yeah, they say, like, are you going to be here for X? Yeah, they tell you, that you, you know, you, you can't go home yet. There's, there's things you need to do. Um, I mean, basically, looking at it from their point of view is where it's right. Um, it's a new way of life, isn't it? Like all of a sudden, I've got a, mm-hmm. I can't do what I used to do. I've got to learn to, to live and get by, mm-hmm. how to transfer, how to sit up even. Having no trunk, trunk control, just even sitting up can be really, really difficult, you know? Yep. Um, things like that. You've got, to lear- you've got to learn this new way of life, how yeah. to transfer and all that sort of thing. You know? Explain to people about your particular situation with trunk control. You just okay. mentioned it then. Yeah. Can you give a little bit of insight to someone who generally wouldn't have any idea what you're talking okay. about? Okay, so um, the way, I, if someone could understand, people know what pethidine is. Pethidine is what they give to pregnant women. When they're going to do a cesarean section, they, they put it into their spine. Mm-hmm. And, and it means from that point where they plug it in there, they can't feel anything. So they can cut them open and do all the work. Epidural? Epidural, Epidural that the same thing? Yeah, 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 Epidural, that's yes. the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, the problem is with that... Cockney slang. The problem is with that, obviously, they don't feel a thing. You know, And, and it, it's hard to try and imagine, but uh, when you normally sit up, mm. you sit up a bit. You can't do that anymore. It's, if you sit up... You're wobbling all over the place trying to balance because you, there's no there's no uh, muscle control there, there's no trunk control, um, and it's a hard to explain really. But um, yeah, just does it feel like you're like a balancing top yeah, type thing? That's or? it. Yeah. So you you, you, you know you're balancing, you're going back to forward, you're moving your arms around. Yep. If you see people doing that, it usually means they've got no trunk control. You know, so the really embarrassing thing, like going out for a meal, not being able to support myself and sit up. And use a knife and fork. I have to. I have to put my wrists on Four the table, arms, yep. and then I bring my head down to the fork. Uh, if you know what I mean? Because it, it's uh, and it looks. You know, people in the restaurants have seen people look round before, and you look at this like, bloke. Yeah, sod off! You know, I'm trying to <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> caveman over the that's table. It, yeah. yeah, but that, that's if you could if you could picture that if you when you're cutting with a knife and fork of mm. not being able to hold yourself up because you've got your arms out. So you've got to 
you know, people do it different ways, but I find resting on just, just by my wrists and cutting it that way and, you know, mm. uh, it works. But, it, yeah, it's horrible. It's like... Um, it's like being drunk. There you go. Is it trying to stand okay. up. Yeah, trying to stand up when, you're, when you're really pissed mm. and everything's moving and you're, and you're wobbling all over the place and you're just about managing to sit up. But it's a job, isn't it? And that's pretty much what it's like all the time when you've got no trunk So control. you've been able to develop your trunk control, but you haven't been able to get it back to the point where you could yeah, sit yeah, have a meal. And so I, I know how to do it. Um, but there's, yeah, there's still that same problem that like Christine knows when we go somewhere that you know we're trying to get right underneath. So, so I've, got, I've got somewhere to put my arms, that sort of thing. But gotcha. yeah. Try. I mean, it's probably the easiest way to explain it is being drunk yeah. and, and trying to sit up, and you're, you know, right. you know, you're swaying and you're wobbling and all that sort of thing, and you're yes. trying to balance yourself. That's pretty much yeah, what it's okay. like all the time. Yeah, right. I've never been drunk before. No, so. no. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, so, a little bit more, just to bring it back a little bit. Um, so, you were born in Australia, obviously, by your accent. No. no. <laughs> I was. Um, <laughs> Where were you born, mate? Where are you from? So I was born in um, in England, in Wiltshire, and then um, my dad was in the army. So we we after I don't know, it was less than a year old, we flew out to Aden, where the troubles are now. Um, there's always been troubles there. Aden in in um, in Yemen. Oh, uh, there's yeah, a yeah. Port of Aden was a very famous port at the time, uh, and that. I think it was the, the, the different tribes that were fighting back then mm. that are still fighting now. You know? well, all I know is you can go salmon fishing in the Yemen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right, you can. You've seen the film. I um, have. Yeah. No, but yeah, so my dad was in the army and we were out there for a while. Um, and then my dad uh, got transferred to Germany. It was, was called Boer, British Army on the Rhine. Okay. Uh, so we got sent out there, so we moved out to Germany and that's why I learned to, as a kid to speak fluent German. And um, Right. And then we came back to England when I was about four. You still got a bit of that in you? No. I, I, was, I was just saying to Tom the other day, you know, I, I couldn't, I, I could speak as a kid, yeah. but once you're out of that environment and you never speak it, you just, you just forget it. And, and that's why it's like a muscle, they say. You need to keep working on it. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All I know is like phrases from computer games. Yeah. Achtung, Granadier. It's like, okay, yeah. attention and grenade. It's pretty, yeah. pretty close. Wie spät ist das bitte? What time is it, please? I think that's what Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, aber schnell, Junge, is hurry up, boy. Schnell, schnell. I had a German boss for a while. Oh, okay. So there was yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, the, he could have just been swearing at me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know if that is and the, the Oct- real translation. And, of course, they've got, they've got Oct- Oktoberfest in uh, Brisbane, which is always good to go. Yes. And Papa and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pork knuckle and, you know. Oh, yeah. I do love a, a big, long table with just steins of beers That's run it. up the middle yeah. and everyone's sitting down. And everyone's in the same mood, aren't they? You exactly know? right, yeah. <laughs> everyone's there for exactly the same reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Moved from so you were living in Germany. Yeah, we moved. How old were you when you left? Um, I was still four, I think. We yeah, came okay. back to we came back to England. Yep. Um, and then I started, um, you know, infant school. We used to call it back then, infants, juniors, and seniors. I know it's year one now, isn't it? And right, it's all different now. <laughs> yeah, sort yeah. of the kindergarten and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So then um, spent most of my life there, mm-hmm. um, and then got divorced. Uh, I think you know, I was in construction work most of the time. Um, there was a big jump between. Um, oh yeah, there's a big, big school jump. and the yeah, getting yeah, divorced. That's <laughs> yeah. it. So you know, it's just black that part out. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump over that. Yeah. So yeah, and then um, yeah, so I was you know, back at being. That's the whole point of the autobiography. You know, okay, let's start again because it was, it yes. was uh, always every time you know starting over again, going to a different country, going to a different school. 
You yeah, know, I'm definitely picking people. up a theme. Yeah, for sure. Um, loads of different jobs I had. Yeah, it's always starting again. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I spent a while on my own, and then I was living in a house with friends. Mm-hmm. That was good fun. Um, Nothing like a share house. Oh, six blokes in a house. Yeah. <laughs> what can go wrong? Um, Sounds what clean. Can go right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, so so my friend, one a friend of mine, he met uh, an Australian girl, mm-hmm. um, which turned out to be uh, my wife's sister. Oh, nice. And they they he moved out of the house and bought a bought a flat where they were living. And he rang me up one day and said. Can you keep an eye on my place for us if I give you the keys, you know? So I'll do better than that. I can live there if you like. Because I was sleeping <laughs> on my mate's sofa because I'd been kicked out of where I was before. Gotcha. <laughs> so it was a, I went and lived there. And then um, a few weeks later, when they, well, they, they were away for six weeks, I think, when they come home, uh, Vicky said, you're going to have to move out because my sister's coming over. I said, all right, no worries, you know. So it's back on the sofa for a little while. Mm. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then up meeting Christine, and, that, and that's sort of all history from there, really. Yeah, right. We, me and Christine moved up to north of Manchester. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, um, turning houses, buying cheap houses. Okay. Um, which from people from down the south. The do ups type turn, thing. Turning it over. Yep. And they remortgage it, pull the money out, and move on to the next one. And uh, we had one guy, he ended up with 10 houses for us. Um, and that's how we built a little business up, you know. Yeah. Then I split with a business partner, and um, and then we ended up coming back to Australia. Christine said, "I want to, I want to go home." I said, "Why is that?" Yeah, right. She said, "I just want a summer, you know." Because she asked me, "When when does summer start in in England?" Which is um, it's a bit of a you know, how long how long is a piece of string, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. the answer to that is twice the length from the middle to the end. But, <laughs> but but you know, summer in England, you never know. It might pour down for six weeks. And yeah. people go go away on holidays for that reason. Some people have holidays in England, and it just rains the whole time. They go home and then back to work, and mm. it's sunshine. It's just a bit of a okay. England's like Mixed that. bag. Well, I must say, when I was in London for a few days, I got sunburnt, like properly sunburnt. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, of course, yeah. I'm walking around with a sunburn in the in <laughs> London. Like I look like the most London person. <laughs> In the world, I've finished. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're drinking water at the pub. Like I fanned myself down. Oh, you, yeah. If you get if you get a nice week in England, people are usually red for the first week because they they rush out and put shorts on and they've got little white legs and white arms and all that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite funny, really. But yes. Um, yeah. In in Christine laughed in the north of England, where you know, like Coronation Street, you open your front door, you're in your front room, you've got no you've got no front garden or anything. Like, you know, you you step off the street into your front room. Yeah, right. And um, because of the way the sun is, you get a, a lot of girls that live on that side would rush out and get their bikinis on and then put a chair outside and sit in their street. Just, to <laughs> just to sunbathe it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes it hard to drive, you know. You have to sort of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I focus. Yeah. Can I take you back a little bit? Because um, we were talking about the hospital process before or hospital in general. Yeah. Um, how was that? I mean, like, obviously, the three-month stay, it's a long yeah. time. Um, and you've got a lot to adapt to. Like, you're talking about all of the Absolutely. transferring and whatnot. So... Yeah. Was that interesting to go through, especially when you're still coming to terms with the injury itself? Like you yeah. got to learn a whole bunch of stuff. And it it is. I mean, you, you've got nurses that that just treat it matter of fact because that's their job, you know. And and but you still, uh, I don't know. It's like learning to play violin in public, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrible noise. You know, it's um yeah. It, it, it was a great Grand metaphor. Yeah. yeah, I did find it really difficult. First of all, um, and then eventually we got moved into because sharing rooms. There was four of us in a room. And I got moved into a room with, um, there was a couple of other guys that I got on a white roof. You know, all, we all ran about the same age, ran about the same sort of uh, level of injury. Yep. And we're all, all trying to 
come to terms with and, and get on with it, you know. Mm. And um, they ended up being quite a good laugh. One of them used to snore. We used to throw the little pillboxes in to wake him up because he was snoring. Um, and eventually moved on to water pistols. They were good fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't recommend squirting the nurses too much because they ended up with a massive syringe going, shh. <laughs> soaked me and just left me in the bed wet. But um, yeah, well, that I've heard good stories about spinal ward nurses. Yeah, you've got to have a laugh. Yeah, I think you can have a laugh. Yeah, that, if you can make it into a laugh, that's the main thing, you know. There yeah. was, there yeah. was a, I won't mention names, but there was a guy in there that um, a lot of issues to avoid because mm. he was so centred on his injury and what's happened to him and how out of order it is and and how much he hated what happened and someone that hit him, you know, um, in a car crash and all right, that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it was quite a shame really because. Like you go, we'd all eat together in the same place, you know. Pretty much everyone's in a wheelchair. You get a few that are, you know, can walk, but mostly everyone's in a wheelchair. So, um, you know, you, you, you sit with different people sometimes and you chat and you get mm. to learn their their story and all that. But people would avoid him once they got to know him. Would avoid him. I was going to say, was it easy to sort of block out? I mean, if somebody is around you with that mentality and they're yeah, still right. going through the same thing yeah. that you're going through, yeah. uh, is that easy to block out at that time? It's sort of. You, you do in your head. You just think mate move on you know you've got to stop right. thinking about what happened and yeah, you've okay. got to start trying to get yourself better and trying to do something about your situation you know it even kind of gives you a good relative point for you to be like i can see what i don't want to be like exactly as well. yeah i noticed yeah i don't want to start going on about what's happened all yes. the time to everyone you see you know yes. because it just becomes that you become that person that people avoid and that's yeah. what i didn't want to you know didn't yeah, want to yeah. do but um it's a shame really it was real shame but it, you know Everyone gets saying, for goodness sake, you know, move on. Yeah. You know, things that happen, you can't reverse this. Mm. So you've got to learn how to get on with it. And that's, mm. that's the, the key, really, is thinking, well, you know, okay, let's start again. <laughs> yeah. So you were able to start again in terms of your mentality and whatnot while you were still in the hospital? Like you were able to sort of come to terms with everything yeah. in that three-month period? Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, with what was happening with Christine and, and my father-in-law and, Everything else, you know, you think, um, you do sort of think what's next, you know. Right, but, of course. But at the same time, I, um, as you know, how I've got a, a sense of humour and I like to have a laugh and that. So I found that for me was, was my way out, was my gotcha. way of having to giggle, giggle with the nurses maybe now and again and, and with the physios and, yep. you know, everything you go through and you're learning to, um, you know, le- learning basic things in life that we all take for granted, getting up, getting dressed mm. or getting showered, mm-hmm. going, in, going to the loo, all that sort of thing is all new because mm. it's, you no longer there's any of that work, so you've got to find a way around it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what they do. They teach you basically. The physio really is. This is how you need to get to do normal things that you used to do on your own. Because the the one thing that a lot most of us want, anyways, are independence, and that's it makes it difficult when you've got uh, an injury and things where people need to help you all the time, or you think. You know, for me, it was no. I want. To, I want to do this. I want to get on my own. I don't want to have to yes. rely, rely on rely lean yeah. on people. Yeah. 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 It was um. Was leaving hospital and going home for the first time after that stay, is that another start again to yep. you? Okay, let's start again. So now, now I'm at home um, all the time and now I'm getting around the house and we had to have uh, builders in to obviously change things around. We had to, uh, our bedroom, knock out, make it into an ensuite. We had an ensuite. Yep. We had to knock out the wardrobe to make it big enough for me to turn around in. Yep. There's all that sort of stuff going yeah. on. You know, and um, give a few more examples of that stuff. In uh, terms well, of like little modif- even little modifications. Modifications. Um, yeah. what, what I did find was 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 um, trying to explain um, to the people that were doing the mod- modifications what I wanted, and you really got to speak up for yourself. Otherwise, you'll just get what they think you want, uh, and you say, "No, no, I don't want that." And I had a few arguments, and and um, we had to. Yeah, one of the things for set, for example, was um, putting a 
don't want to put a ramp at the front door. And I said, no, I don't want a ramp at the front door. Because that tells everyone that you're in a wheelchair, you know, it's like an advertisement and that's not what I wanted, you know. Uh, mm. I said, I'll use the garage door. It's right next to the front door. And I just go in and out through the garage. And I said, but, but I do need a ramp out of the back because I need to get out into our back patio area. Um, and then it was, um, they were going to, I asked them to put a bit, a bit of the pathway in from the back gate round to there because if there was a fire only because of my background from work you know was that all those sort of regulations but i said if there's a fire and the front's on fire how do i get out the back i'll just go and sit in the garden you know so i need i need a you know to be able to roll around to the side gate and get out yeah so you really have to stand up for yourself and and, yeah. and tell them what you want otherwise you'll get what they think you want yep um and that, that's that can be a bit hard you know and then you're molding your life around these yeah. new constraints instead yeah. of yeah well yeah, you don't want to be pathways. like the um you know, McDonald's bring out an introvert burger and that's where you go in there and you buy it and you walk away and it's actually no burger, but you don't really like to say anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. You've really got to say <laughs> what, what you think. Yes, and, yeah, know, exactly. Think yeah. about this is this is now going to be my house. Yeah. And I, I want to be able to access this. And this is a burger it. I'm eating for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Any, any type of, um, I mean, again, talking about hospital and leaving hospital, um, is there any kind of, you know, how were the physios in that first uh, yep. initial part? How did you find that process of... Because I know some people really find it hard to even start getting out of bed yep. and start dragging themselves to do yep. these things. And in other people, you can't stop them. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. So in the hospital, when you're in with uh, three other guys in a room, mm. um, there's only so many showers and toilets, if yeah. you know what I mean. So if you want to if you want to get going, if you want these people like, to get up early and get out on... I, a friend of mine, he was a great bloke, but we one thing is to do our head in, we had to get in there before him because he would be in there for like an hour. Um, True. You know, and, and not being rude, but when you do toilet and stuff, it's a learning new work because nothing works. You have to, yeah, you have to encourage it, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, it can take a bit of time, you know, whereas uh, I was sort of a lot quicker and so was my other mate. So we were like, hang on, no, 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 we, we're going before you. Yeah, you yeah. can spend as long as you want after <laughs> yeah, I've been exactly, in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, getting used to those things and all yeah, that. Okay. And the physios, I found hmm. um, the... They, but they've got set up, you know, on, on the same level. You just roll around to the physio room and there's, there's different things there, weights and, and um, ferrobands and all that. And, and never really, you know, I used to work out in gyms and stuff mm. like that, but never seen all this sort of stuff that, that, how does that work? What's that doing? And all this, you know. Mm. And I had a really good physio. She was a good girl. She'd, mm. um, she'd done a uni and stuff like that. And, yep. um, but, yeah, she got moved to Diru in the end, which is the brain injury clinic. Um, yes. But I, she took me up there for an assessment. And she said, listen, it's going to be quite confronting when you come in here um, yeah. because there's people with brain injuries and all that sort of stuff, you know. And I said, well, why am I going there? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. She said, well, because you've had a brain injury, they have to, they have to uh, work you. out yeah, what, yep. level, what level you're at. So that yep. was, and it was quite confronting, actually. And, and everything she asked me to do, just the way I'm, I'm trying to do it as quick as possible. And she's going, it's not a race. Slow down, you know. So it's you get used to working with different physios, I think. But um, they usually assign you one physio so you can get that relationship going, you know. Mm. Yeah, she's a good girl. Yeah. yeah, okay. Can I ask, and this is sort of a two-part question because uh, they tie into each other, but especially around that time, um, there would have been people that stood out to you uh, who were able to sort of like adapt to your injury uh, at the same time frame yeah. as you. And there would have, people, would have been people who... Maybe like weren't as good. Like, yep. what was that process like of the people around you? Like, that, who was good and who who did you? I find? was in that. The, as I said, when we moved to that room, there was four of us. Um, the two other guys, they they were the two that we, well, the three of us, become friends, and we still keep in touch now. Um, but they were both uh, 
pretty much a good example of what you're trying to say there because one, um, it, it, he'd struggle a bit um, with depression and stuff like that and one day he shut the curtains and because you've got no privacy there, you're in, you know, mm. and uh, that's the only thing you can do and then mm. for a week, it wouldn't open those curtains and nurse would go in and out and all this, you know, and we... And we because you're trying to respect someone's privacy, yeah, you know, we just didn't didn't talk to him because he didn't want to talk. And mm. I spoke with my other friend, and we had a laugh and a joke and all that sort of thing. And then, you know, about a week later, shh, the curtains come open. Sorry, I'm back now. <laughs> you know, but he went into a dark place because everyone's going. Wow. You know, some yeah. people do. You know, they yeah. get into a. If you allow yourself to go so far down, the harder it is to get up. If you know. What yes. I mean. yeah, yeah. And so he he'd sort of gone into that. Yeah. You can definitely uh, dig yourself a pretty deep hole. Oh yeah. 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 And and the other guy was was the opposite. He he was um, uh, he was a painter by trade. I think he um had his his accident. He was I think he was one week older than me or younger than me. I can't remember now. And we were laughing about how similar we were. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but he'd have a good laugh, and he 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 wasn't. He was just okay. You know, we've got to do this now. I've got mm. to learn how to do mm. that and. And um, there were some quite some funny moments in there because, um, as you know, with the bowels, um, mm-hmm. the, you you have to learn how to uh, use therapy and stuff like that. But <laughs> they lifted him; they lift us out of the chair because it's still early on in the injury. So lifted him out of a uh, in a sling into yep. a wheelchair. And I remember sitting there one day, lifted him up, and it was all just pouring out the bottom. Oh. It was like a good curry. What a picture. And then, then I was just talking about how I wanted curry yeah. one day this week. Yeah. So thanks for ruining that. Well, he, he didn't know and, and the nurse didn't notice it. And I'm going, nurse, can you open the doors? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to. I goes, can you, can you come back and open the doors quickly? Yeah. Right? And then you get the, you know, the smell. And you the get aromas. Yeah. We, we never said to him, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, if you did see that, it's just funny. It's just a funny thing. You know, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not something we choose to do. No, exactly, yeah. Um, but it's something you have to deal with, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's interesting, actually, because a lot of people wouldn't realise that, uh, like, bowel and bladder control is just, like, part and parcel, depending on where your injury is. Yeah. Um, and on that, what is something about your injury that people may not realise that you find to be like, oh, this is probably one of the hardest things to have? Uh, pro- probably the um, um, trunk control. Yeah. People assume when they see you in a wheelchair that your legs don't work, that's it. Yeah, that's but it. It's so much yeah. more than that, you know. Yes. If the, I think if you asked, um, if you've done a poll on, on paraplegics and quads and everything else, you know, um, I think I read saying somewhere when they said that walking was quite low down the list. Mm-hmm. Right on the top there was sexual function, mm-hmm. um, and and the next thing was was having drunk control mm. because you know you, you wobble around everywhere all the time and you look a bit weird you know but every time if you want to get a drink you have to brace put one hand out get the yeah. drink and all that you know so you're casually leaning on things all the yeah, time yeah so like if i'm talking to you now but i've got one hand on my knee and one hand on here because i can move around because I'm, I'm i'm balanced gotcha if i let go of that i'm just coming <laughs> straight for the mic yeah. is that yeah. fatiguing in itself i mean like you're always like trying to brace yourself yeah through you, your arms you, you learn to do it naturally a bit much like you do when you learn to walk you just you don't think about walking mm. you just do it but when you're a baby when you're learning you're wobbling all over the place and all that because it's all new to you, you know. Mm. And it's the same sort of thing now, really. I mean, it's it's um, with with the physios going back to the physios, they try and teach you that to, to, yes, to yeah. tense as much as you can. Yep. Um, which will give you a little bit more control. Turn something on to that's give you it. a bit of yeah. that bracing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're learning, really, is, is how the body, how your body's now working, mm-hmm. and how you can deal with things depending on what your injury is. You know. So what kind of things besides obviously the seated balance control stuff did the physios kind of want to see from you before they let you go out into the world absolutely yeah so they they the different things they teach you they teach you how to be in laying flat on a on a um, it's not like a bed it's you know what they do. like a plinth like a plinth yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't flat the plinth now you've got to get up 
Well, gotcha. when you, you know, it's really, really hard. So you have to you learn to, to sort of try and get your elbows behind you and work up and lean to one side and you yep. graduate get yourself up. It's a full process. It is. Yeah, yeah. When, but now... We I do a do lot it. of teaching people that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I put my arm up and I throw my arm and I think I told you a while ago and I'll do weights... I throw the weights and hold on to them. Yes. And it sort of lifts you up. Yeah. So you learn... You Fire learn yourself out of a tricks. cannon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can roll over, then you can you can push yourself up and then bring your legs up. All yep. different ways. But it, uh, how to get in and out of a car, there's another one. Um, they yeah. teach you before you go. Um, how to transfer from a chair into a car seat, you know, uh, which is important for me because that's I drive and that's the th- next thing I wanted to do is get my licence back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's another little, little one. They time you. When you're doing it, and then you keep doing it every time you go, and they, you, they said you will get quicker at this. Yes. Um, but they basically you slide in, then you turn the wheel on its side. You take the first wheel. If you strip the wheelchair down and pass it across the front of you, and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. And I mm-hmm. remember thinking at the time, <laughs> I'm going to find some another way around this, you know. And, yeah. Which I've now got a, a lifter. Yeah, beautiful. Sits in the back of my Ute, which yep. works perfectly, you know. So it's a mechanical arm, swings around, holds the chair. Yep. That's it. In the, in the Ute while you're driving. Yeah, well, well it's got the arm, and I, I, I get out of the chair, I transfer, as you said, bring the arm around. Mm-hmm. And it's got like um, two hook grips that mm-hmm. go onto the the, um, the push rims. Push rims yeah. And then just lift it up, and then, you know, remote control into the back of the car. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I'm the same one as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I do like your. Uh, accessibility sticker on the side of your car as well with the bloke in the wheelchair flipping everyone off with a little finger yeah Yeah. yeah. i I had to get that i looked at it it's awesome yeah Yeah, i love it um so moving away from i guess all the challenges and everything like that have you found there's something in particular that you found to be the best thing about your injury the best thing about my injury um i did write it down actually i didn't Mm. think about this um I found it was, it was quite a good question, actually. It's yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky um, one. Where did I put that down? Because um. I know so many people always are like, "Oh, well, that's it, parking." I was going <laughs> to say it's <laughs> got to be parking. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. it's not parking. About, yeah, parking, parking's yeah. there. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good thing. And and getting into restaurants when there's a big queue. Um, oh, cues would be push to the front. That's the no one dares say anything. Right. <laughs> oh. No one really wants to say anything, you know. But, Sign um, me up. Take yeah. me out to dinner anytime. Yeah. All right. I've got that thing where I can like, I could like, I see your cue, and I'm like, oh, you know. Oh, and another thing as well, going to footy matches, you get really good seats. Yep. Oh, um, you get that little uh, like the bay at the top around the rim. There's there's yep. a there's a I think from the first from the from the pitch up there's a row of seats. Then there's a you come off straight off the street and there's a nice big wide bays and you've got two seats for your mates. Yeah. And um, I took my mates along and they said, oh, we got to get these, get Mick next time for footy, you know. Yes. Um, went to Q Pack I think as well. We went to see uh, a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Oh, nice. And I said to the guy, I want the best seats in the house. I want to be out. Good stereo, you know, sit in the middle and all that. And so he, he said, oh, we, we take the seat out for you. So they take two seats out, say. Uh, and I was buying two tickets for my mates as well. Uh, and we got there and my mate said they were spot on. So we were level, <laughs> we were level with the stage and the yep. rest of the people went down sort of from there. So we had good eye. Oh, and the, we was right in the centre as well, you know. And Goldilocks zone right oh, there. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. And I'm then, still thrown that you saw a tribute band. That's crazy. I thought you only saw those in like dive bars and stuff like no, that. No, they were they they tri- yeah. they've been travelled over Australia. What are they called now? I can't remember now, but they were, you know, yeah, okay. was, but they were really good. I guess is that kind of like Queen, but I guess they have some of the original members in there. But it's no, like no, Adam Lambert's got is the main singer and stuff like that. There's um, they did years no. ago. John Bonham died from Led Zeppelin. He um, 
he choked on his own vomit because he oh. never could drink at all where to go. And that's Jesus. why you shouldn't lie on your back if you've been right. pissed, you know. Um, if I could tell myself that, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I usually find it better if you hang I'm out. I'm usually face down. If you hang out in the bed and in the bucket, you've only got a little way to go, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's... Um, what a way to go. The, the only time they did play, again, after he died, was... Uh, do you remember... Oh, you wouldn't remember Live Aid. You wouldn't have been alive then, would you? Oh, um, we remember Live Aid, though. Like, we know what Live Aid yeah, is. Yeah, Everyone knows Live Aid. Live Aid, they, John Bonham's son, uh, Jason, was on drums, um, and he played like his dad. Oh, true. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah, that, right. that was the last time I've ever seen all of them together. Did you get to go to, did you go to Live Aid? No, we watched it from a house. I had friends who went right. uh, and got caught up in the whole thing. I reckon Cream was the best at the whole... They're the ones who got the whole crowd going. Just uh, yeah, ripping that's that, in. like, famous... Yeah. Thing. That's even in the, the movie. Yeah, that's yes. it. And up until that point... A lot of bands didn't used to do that. Didn't used to, you know, get them singing just, and all that. Yeah, he, yeah. he got completely involved in them and all that, you know. Oh, my mate goes, me shivers. Yeah, well, it. It was, my mate got so whipped up in the, the whole frenzy of, you know, trying to raise money, he gave his car to them, sell the car. You know, so it was, it worked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, that was 88? No, 86. Would have been a good time to have that. 86, I think, 86. 86, yeah. yeah. Would have been a good time to have that uh, accessible pass. Exactly, yeah, right up the front. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Hey, would have yeah. Gold. Take yeah. Barry's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put you on stage. <laughs> so um, just moving, I don't know how much time, how long we've been running for at the moment. About half, okay. And we'll move down the, the question line yeah. a little bit then. <laughs> um, going into a little bit of NDIS question. So NDIS is a national disability insurance scheme and they're the reason why a lot of people are having a lot of opportunity. A lot of people living with disabilities are having a lot of opportunity to try different things, different services like AJ's and, and mine, um, lots of different things. Go on holidays, yep. uh, carers, equipment, the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the things. I, I self-manage. I, I manage my, yep. own, my own fund, um, mm-hmm. which I said in, in the beginning. They ask you what what you know what your main things are, and my as I said, my main thing is I want to remain independent and reasonably fit. That's just it, really. You know? gotcha. Independence is so massive to to disabled people. It's it's yes. hard to express that, but um, it is was being self managed. Sorry to cut you off. Is being self managed part of that independence? Is that exactly? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want someone to tell me you know you got to do this or you know that. I just wanted to do my own thing. You know, so I had the first interview there, and I, they said, "What's your?" If you could encompass the whole thing, what, what's it all about? And I said, the independence, really, and that, and that sums it up. You know, um, mm. being a person who's started again so many times on your mm. own and used to doing it on yourself, yes, it's not easy to have to rely on other people. Yes, but yeah. what I will say um, is, although it's hard to navigate because you're learning your way around this new system, because they're all new as well. You know, it, yeah, it exactly was, right. Yeah. It was quite new at the time to everyone. So everyone was five years. It's been around six yeah, years, maybe something like that. Five years, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I, I was quite early on that I, I started it. Yep. Um, and like, you've got to learn to navigate through the different, um, like the wording of things. You know, the wording can yes. be a hard thing. Yeah, one, yeah. one thing I found there's is hoops. If you say the there's wrong hoops. word, it's not quite right. You have to say the right word, which you know opens doors and all that. Mm. But well, I will say, very lucky to be living in a country where there is that that fallback for disabled people to be able to do things like that, to go away on holiday with a friend or something you know or, yeah. or, or oh. as you said training for me Massive, yeah. was 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 actually doing um doing weights getting back into a gym yeah. learning different ways to exercise and well t- talk, talking about that how did you uh, hear about exercise physiology 
Um, that was through Sporting Wheelers. When I was yep. in hospital, uh, mm-hmm. he took us down to Sporting Wheelers for a, just for an afternoon, just to have a little go. Beauty. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, they show you around, and then they say, well, you can join, and you can and do they, this. They've got the whole accessible gym Exactly. As well, accessible yeah. gym. Um, that, um, I think accessible gym, and there was there was something else there as well. I can't remember now from my head. But, Me? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. That's it, yeah. No. Um, that's that where I first met you, obviously. EP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was that the one thing I found with that, the problem was the parking, because um, obviously being disabled, yeah. I, I need the whole width of the door to open to get my crane on, man. And but mm. people don't, people just think you want to park close, but it's, I'd park on the other side of the car park if I could, you know. You're right. Uh, and, and I found with, with there was that's a good point. getting there. Um, that's why I arranged with you, is to be at eight o'clock in the morning. So I'd get up early and that's drive. Right. Through yeah. traffic and all that, because I know if I get there at eight o'clock, there's guaranteed a space. And you'd be there at seven o'clock sometimes to dodge yeah. the traffic. Yeah. yeah, and just sit in the I car. And then, and then, but it meant I got a space because, yes. as you know, if there was no spaces there, you, you were buggered. What really, do you do? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Was, no, was, no, was that a shared car park as well? Was it shared on another business? No, no, no. Because no. no, no. there was a big office area. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I well, ne- Next door was Virgin, where my wife worked. Virgin had offices. And she did the same thing. She used to say to me, you have to go early. She'd drive there early. Um, just to get a parking space somewhere she can get into work, you know, mm. because otherwise you drive around and it's Bowen Hills, you know. Yeah, you're not finding anything. There's nothing around there. Nothing is free there? at least. Yeah. And since starting with um, us at B Physiology, what kind of things have you, like, what kind of things have we been working on and what kind of things uh, have you got from exercise physiology in a whole, I guess? Uh, um, as we've been working a lot about seated balance and stuff, you yep. know, um, learning to do exercise is absolutely correctly because it's you know you've only got to turn your arm the wrong way or whatever and it, and it affects different parts that yes you know, yeah. bad habits to get into isn't it and all that you know mm, but um yeah. well, once again more from the independence you know i'm learning yeah. i'm learning to do these exercises mm. um so i can keep myself fit mm. and have me independence you know i don't have to have to rely on people again you know 100 percent, and, and that's like that's pretty much what we preach within our yeah yeah you know our well, that's what we're pillars we're of why for, we yeah. started this business as well yeah. it all yeah. lands on independence absolutely it, it, all yeah. lands on it doesn't sound like you skipped too many beats with respect to like having independence it sounds like i mean you had that goal pretty quickly and absolutely like, from, from day one you know. mm. yeah it's, i think that was partly being in hospital and after the buzz for a nurse because mm. you wanted to do this a buzz for a nurse because you want to get that you know and you, and you know they're busy yeah. And you feel a bit out of all. And it just feels, I don't know, I feel a bit lazy at the time, really. But um, in mm. the end, you have to get into that habit, you know. You, mm. you have to learn to rely on people and ask, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a tricky one to learn because I know some people that really had difficulty learning to ask for help. Yeah. yeah. Because, and I, I would be the same. I'd be exactly the same way. Because it's just, you don't want to put people out. Yeah. You have to learn to put people out yeah you know so it, but yeah. realistically it's yeah. just asking someone a question though know, like but yeah i definitely have met people who found that a struggle yeah before. Uh, yeah that's one of the main things i think is you know excuse me would you mind like going mm. to supermarket i can't reach top shelf you know mm. uh, and i've tried a few times i've had a few tins in the face uh, oh, trying to reach out to get the get the um uh, you know, the little tins of fish for from their dog. Oh, yeah, okay. And you're pulling the thing off and then you get two of them go bang, bang on the face, you know, and, and then come out, someone comes it's going to help you. And you go, oh, that'd be awesome, little thanks. Little way. <laughs> <laughs> you can get an ice bag, could you? Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, Where's yeah, the peas? Just, just 
being in an aisle and looking around and thinking, oh, there's no one there. Mm. So we go off and do some more shopping and then follow someone as they go around the aisle and you nip up to them and go, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Would you mind reaching that for me? And that people like to, you know, they, oh, feel, yeah. they feel good about it. They've helped someone out, you yep. know, but um, yep. yeah, it's, it's not easy. In terms of getting back out there, like getting into the community, because as AJ said, yeah, you didn't skip a beat when it came to your independence and kind of figuring out what you wanted to do, uh, what how you wanted to do things. Like you were very industrious in that way, yeah. even setting up the gym that you have at home. Just you got everything. You know, yeah. you've got the rings, you've got the plinth. You it's do like have a great setup at, awesome home. Yeah. setup at home. I will say though, I I, I think um, it's one thing they, at the hospital they should be saying, you need to get yourself set up when you're at home. Because yes. I didn't, first of all. Uh, okay. And I sort of, you know, thinking, oh, well, I've got a spinal um, spinal. Uh, severed spinal cord what's the point you know but there's a lot more to it than that you know and, and I and now I've got myself set up with hoops that I can pull, pull ups on and, and as with the exercise mm. we do now you can hold on to and, and stretch your yes. arms without yeah. falling flat on your face you know yeah, all those yeah. sort of exercises okay. I think the the, the, the the more barriers you can remove from from keeping fit Mm. The better it be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we we hundred percent agree. Yeah. And just on a, a, a few few questions left before we we'll wrap this one up, but we know how much we love you love getting out in the community, um, and you're always doing things like you're always going, you know, for a cycle. Or you're you've been, you know, I'll leave a session from yours and then I'll see you head down the yeah. road, like <laughs> going doing something. Yeah. Um, what kind of things can you recommend to people, maybe in the same position as you? Okay. Like in terms of getting out to the community yeah. and doing stuff like that, um, find like-minded other people. Uh, okay. So I I desperately wanted to ride a bike. I used to ride push bikes all the time, so I desperately wanted to ride again. But I need to ride um, with my arms, you know, mm. for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, and I found a place in Tawantin and drove all out there and had a go on this bike. And thought, yep, great. Um, when picked it up when it was ready, like six weeks later, got home, and then I just thought, hang on a minute. If, you know, if something goes wrong with this bike, I'm just stuck in the bike. I can't, yeah. I can't get out and push, or, or you know, thought, oh, this is a bit awkward. So um, I tried a few times, and eventually found this guy who was with a disabled trikers club, mm. and it was only him and another guy. So I got in contact and and uh, got friends with him, and he said, come out with us and we ride. And one of the guys who, who was uh, disabled, he's he's got a really bad arm and a bad back, mm. um, but he but he can walk and drive okay and all that. Um, and went with them, and they've turned out to become really really good friends. And it's the the only way I can really cycle with confidence is because I know that if anything goes wrong, I've got my mate Steve there, who's brilliant with you know, uh, cycling mechanics and everything else. Or if it yeah, comes right. to the worst, comes to the worst, he can ride back to the car, pick my car up, drive it back, and then we can I can get out and get in my wheelchair and you know, that sort out, of thing. Yeah. But so it's so that mainly um, Floyd and, and Steve, good friends. Yeah, okay. We're called um, good little safety net, but it's a community that you've kind of yeah you've taken on yeah, yeah so we okay. have a friend he'd, uh, he'd had a stroke so he's got uh, nothing down one side yep. and we, we laughed about the fact that the three of, the three of us make up one whole person you know <laughs> but um, if anyone's interested it's uh, it's called uh, Wild Hogs um, Disabled Trikers Club and our and our motto is spazzy but speedy <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah so I, I shoot as well that's one, another thing I found that when I was in hospital you could go shooting and, and I, yes, I yeah. used to shoot um, in army cadets and in the army and all that um, so I, I started shooting again and now I've got as my wife keeps complaining to me uh, six rifles now you um, a good shot yeah I shoot and um, I'm just doing my pistol license at the moment have you ever shot a gun a couple, uh, skeet shooting, 12-gauge, okay. and uh, 22s. Right. But see, not, not use the telescopic sights at all. 
No. Oh, they're, no, no, they're, no, no. that's a whole new ball. Yeah, game, yeah, I can imagine. So, um, yeah, to describe my uh, hobby in the most boring terms would be poking holes in bits of paper from 100 metres away. At least you can hit the paper. But, uh, I yeah, shot yeah. a gun once and I was awful. <laughs> yeah. like, I remember the Thai guy that gave me the gun was just like, he like looked at me and laughed. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah. Back. Actually, so, I did shoot a. Um, like a Remington in Vietnam. Yeah, that's like it. A lot of people go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like on a mount. So all I yeah. did was like hold the trigger. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, that was super actually loud. really good fun. Um, the, the, the telescopic sights were new to me because I used to shoot what they call iron sights. Um, right. Yep. Which is the old 303 rifles in the, in the, uh, in the um, army cadets and then the uh, 7.62 SLR when I joined the army. And that's mm. the, you cock that once. And every time you fire that, the, the, the fired gases are used to recock it and bring another one up for the gotcha. magazine. So that's semi-auto, yep. which isn't allowed in Australia anymore no, because of the yeah. obvious reasons what happened in Port Arthur, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but also swimming, swimming's good as well. I found swimming to be mm. probably one of the single most best exercise you can do with spinal cord injury. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree. Yeah. We've been in the pool before. And, yep. and, uh, but yep. I prefer to get in there because I can't lift my head up and I can't twist my body to get the, the strokes going. I just put a snorkel and a pair of goggles yep. and I put my head down and I yeah. just I go up and down until I've done like 15 limps or something you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, good yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I must say that um, watching because you never until you see someone in your position jumping in a pool like you don't know what to expect yeah and you're yeah. like oh you just yeah. you know floating around yeah. backstroke's pretty good backstroke's yeah. fantastic but yeah. I have found it causes issues and uh, I was doing a backstroke a little while ago and, and slammed into someone because I can't see where I'm going. Right, yeah, and I okay. just assumed that the person who's coming forwards can see where they're going. Yeah, look at that. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't. So, uh, so what I'm looking at now is, is probably, uh, which is all these things I should have done when I first came out of hospital, mm. is working out with you, and, um, um, mm. as we did Harry before, yep. um, having a good setup at home. Yes. Um, but now we're going to get a swim spa at home so that oh, just outside my door, I can get up in the morning, I can go in, in my shower chair straight in there, Jump in the pool, had yep. a swim, and I got lifted to get me out, yep. back in and have a shower. Whereas at the moment, Brilliant. it's a long, drawn-out affair of yep. getting dressed into the right stuff because you can't get changed there. Mm. Um, I throw myself in at the pool, I hold the back of the chair, and I just roll out. Mm. Um, then they lift me out of the chair, and I go around to my car again, transfer when I'm wet, mm. go home, yes. you know, get all your stuff off and your bum sticks to the sheets because you're wet. Yeah. It's, a real, it's a real awkward Logistic thing. Logistic nightmare. Yes, it's, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's worth, worth the effort, but it, it does take up... By the time you've gone parking in there and driving back in, you're looking at three or four hours, you know? Yeah, wow. Whereas it'd be nice to get up every morning and swim for an hour oh, okay, and, yeah. you know, start my day That'd that way. Awesome. So you definitely recommend getting into the movement and setting up at Absolutely. home as soon as Absolutely. possible. As soon as, um, you can, the sooner you can get into it, the better. As you can see, I've got a bit of a belly at the moment. I'm calling <laughs> myself out. I'm 88 kilos. Yep. Uh, and my average weight was around about 78 before that. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and I went down to 70 while I was in hospital. Yep. So this is, although I, I eat good, Good um, whole food and vegan food and stuff like that. Mm. I do like sweet things and, and yeah. maybe a bit too much, and it's mostly wine as well. But though, yes, I, the I'm, sweetest. I'm, thing I'm of starting all, on Monday huh? on, a, on a on a fast, and I'm going to see how it goes. But I want to try and lose ten kilos if I can. Beautiful. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'll be there watching it happen. <laughs> yeah. Watching me shrink. See how gr- uh, how uh, grumpy you get. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably lose that off everywhere but my stomach. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> really skinny fat. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Britt, do you have a photo there for us? So this is the way it was going to end uh, each podcast. We just want your snap reaction. When you look at this photo, what do you think? Oh, let's have a look. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've just told you a joke. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. No, approachable as well. 
That's, oh, a, that's nice, a big yeah. thing, isn't it? I think people with, with a good sense of humour are, are so much easier to approach. Yes. New dads. New dads. <laughs> with a surrogate baby on the way. I suppose it could do. It looks, <laughs> it looks like AJ's just burped a heart. <laughs> 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 Perfect, Mick. Fantastic. Excellent. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming on board. Yeah, thank you. And no sharing your story. It was awesome. Um, I guess next thing is we don't really have a close off, do we? That's We've got to take our clothes off. Yeah. We <laughs> you did tell I think me that. will do it. <laughs> on camera. I'll see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. All right. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Mick. No worries. Thank Cheers. you very much. See Absolute everybody. Legend. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of B Stories. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you want to be part of B Stories with B Physiology, hit us up on Instagram.